Hello everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This podcast is a watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be discussing each episode in detail and giving our opinions on it. So stick around and be a part of the conversation. Just as a warning, this episode does feature spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a teen rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. I am Isaac. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about the end of season one. That is episodes... 17 through 20. Yes. And uh, let's just get right into it with episode 17. So episode 17 is titled The Northern Air Temple, which is kind of cool because we've already seen the Southern Air Temple, so now we're going to the Northern... Northern? <laughs> the Nether. <laughs> we're it's going Minecraft. to the Nether. Um, we're going to the Northern Air Temple, and in this one, it starts out um, with storytelling about airbenders, practically. And Ink's like, oh, these stories are so great. Um, how long ago did you guys, or like, how, how long are these stories from? And they're like, this is from present day. So anyway, he ends up going to the Northern Air Temple, finding these people. Are, are they earthbenders? I think they're earthbenders that um, have created, like, contraptions to fly. Yeah. And one kid is in, I think his name's, is it Teo? Teo. Teo. He is, he's in a wheelchair and his dad made this contraption mainly for him because he couldn't walk like other people. So that's what's pretty cool about it. But the entire episode is just them, I guess, getting to know these people. Uh, Aang's not very happy with them because they're destroying the Northern Air Temple. I mean, after... I mean, I would be upset too, so... After seeing what happened at the Southern Air Temple? Very true. Um, but come to find out later in the episode, the main guy that brought his colony there, I guess, he's an inventor. He's the one who's created all these contraptions. He is building weapons for the Fire Nation. And in his defense, he has to to stay alive, pretty much. But with Aang there, it's it's nice because he's able to fight back. And they end up fighting back and realizing that they can one-up the Fire Nation because they have the air and they don't, which is really cool. Yeah. So this one's kind of, I mean, it's probably my least, one of my least favorites. It's not that I don't like it. It's just not as entertaining as the episodes to come, I guess you could say. I love it for the sole fact that it's another air temple. Yes. Okay, all air temples to me are so fascinating and beautiful that it's hard not to get, I don't know, interested and lost in that setting, but the events that took place were just kind of like, eh, not really. I mean, it's the last four episodes. They're action-packed, so this one's kind of like a break. Yeah, um, a much-needed break. Well, it's not really a break because the Fire Nation still... Um, almost succeeds in like capturing the castle or the castle, the temple, and destroying mm-hmm. it. Which can I just say, Sokka is smart enough to create a war balloon. Well, it's already made, but he oh. fixes it. He finds a way because they couldn't figure out what they're missing. He fixes it, and you realize that Sokka is actually really smart. You know, in the beginnings, you're kind of questioning him, but now you're realizing that even though he can't bend, he offers so many more skills. And that's exactly what they need, especially with someone that can't bend or a non-bender. Yeah, definitely. Also, they uh, realize that there's a gas leak throughout the whole temple, 
or not throughout the temple, but in one of the main rooms that leads out from the mountainside. So Sokka and Teo's dad, is it Teo's dad? Yeah, it is. I don't know his name. I don't remember. <laughs> um, end up blowing up where the gas leak is, which I'm just saying, wouldn't that blow up the temple? If there's a gas leak in the temple and you blow up, I don't know. You would think, but, but you There's know. a huge explosion on the side of the mountain, which I don't know how it didn't blow up more, but that's how they ended up getting rid of the Fire Nation, which I thought was awesome because those explosions... They looked pretty believable. Like, it was huge clouds, and mm-hmm. but that was episode 17. Yeah, so on to episode 18, the waterbending master. You guys, Ooh. we're finally, finally in the South Pole. North Pole. Is it north? <laughs> yes. Are they north? And then they're... They were just at the Northern Air Temple. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, duh. I, get, I keep getting them confused because I feel like um, North should be where um, a, um, Sokka and Katara are, but never mind. So they're finally at the northern part of the world. The they northern made it to the water north, tribe. Yeah, they made it to the North Pole pretty much. And this episode for me showcases Katara's, um, I guess, how much she has in her. Or the strength she has. Because this is the episode where they show up. Aang meets Paku, who is, like, a, obviously the waterbending master. And he needs to learn how to waterbend. And who else? Did they even talk about who else was a master? Like, is he the only one? I think he is the only one. He's the only one training people there. So, Aang shows up to his class and is like, oh, I here I brought my friend. And he literally looks at Katara and goes, oh, you didn't mention your friend was a girl. She's, like, women in our tribe don't bend. They go heal. And she gets upset, obviously. It was like, I don't want to heal. Like, I want to bend. I want she to help to people in that way. Yeah. And he's, uh, and then Aang gets upset and said he doesn't want him to teach him. And then Katara's like, no, don't sacrifice your, like, your opportunity because it's not working out for me. And then she goes to um, the healing class. Which healing, I think, is still something they should learn. Like, that's actually really cool. But I get where she's coming from because she just wants to fight. The entire trip has led up to her wanting to learn how to waterbend. So, anyway, she finds out from the teacher. What's her name? It's like... Yoba? Something like that. Yakoba? Yakoba. Yeah, something like that. Um, She finds out that she knows her grandma and that her grandma was actually engaged to someone in the water tribe. And... So anyway, later that night, Aang's teaching her what he's taught. She's like, you can teach me what you've taught. That way we can both learn and no one gets in trouble. Then they get caught by um, Paku and then he tells Aang he's not going to waterbend with him. And it's just like this whole thing. It's just like, and really, much, Paku, you're going to be out there at yeah. night, kill yourself. Um, and Katara's like, you know what? I'm going to stand up for myself. It was like a total girl power moment for me where I was like, yeah, Katara, get it. And she goes to, she literally challenges him and she holds her own for a while. This moment, I understand the hype of Katara being a badass in this moment. Like, this is the moment that sets it for me, that sets Katara into the category of characters that are just too cool, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. And this is a moment where you're like, she's not going to let anyone walk all over her. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have going on. If she wants something, she's going after it. And she ends up fighting him, and her necklace falls, and Paku is the man that was engaged to her grandmother. Okay, but can we just say... He made the necklace for her. She... Katara puts up a fight. Yeah, surprisingly. 
against a like 70 80 year old waterbending water master. master yeah she and does she's pretty like, well what, 13 14 yeah but she does well and then from that point on uh she ends up at the end of the episode he ends up training her which is really cool because i think they come to an understanding and you can see the tenacity in her how could you not train her after all of that you know, she's yeah. she's obviously proven herself and how badly she wants it. And she's already gotten a lesson in healing, too, which it's kind of like, I guess, perceived because she meets with that y- y- Yakoba lady, yeah, whatever her name like is. That. So not only does she know how to heal better, but she also <laughs> knows how to fight better. Um, and also during this episode is Sokka's uh, love starts to blossom for UA. Oh, yeah. And she keeps running away, and she's like, no, we can't. I'm engaged. The princess of the northern yes. water tribes. Yes. So this is where um, Sokka and her get introduced and have their, like, I guess, first interactions. And that's that's it for episode 18. This is kind of like a lead-in episode. You know, like, you know it's coming because the next episode, 19, Ooh. is titled The Siege of the North, Part one and you know when there's part twos part oh, one part yeah. two this is an intense episode so yeah. this is the episode that really i guess ties season one together because it brings everyone together wait let me go back on season 18 i have one more thing season to say. 18 um episode 18 um about katara is that she like we were just clowning on her for being jealous of ang being a better waterbender at the moment but i think in that moment it sparked a fire or a passion in her a drive to become even better of a waterbender and i think that is katara's number one strength and i think that's a waterbender strength is to have that passion to do better Mm-hmm. definitely and she literally well, we find out in this episode that it's paying off. <laughs> yeah, so this is obviously some time has passed because uh, the, being, the beginning of the episode, Paku even tells her, like, I'm leaving to go to your guys' home to help rebuild it. And Aang's like, well, what about me? Are you going to train me? And he's like, well, Katara, no one can beat her. She's already a master. So Katara, from this point on, is able to train Aang. If you tell me, like, you can't tell me that she's not mastered her skills if she's yeah. able to train the avatar and that and he even tells her like you're the be- one of the best students i've ever had you've caught on so quickly and you learned so well and um which just makes me happy because it solidifies the fact that this is what katara is supposed to do and then this is the episode where what i'm trying to make sure i don't overlap and do you want to just talk about episode 19 and 20 together part one and two yeah, that way it makes it easier so much that happens and they kind of blend together yeah like, they blend together so i'm having a hard time to separate so we'll talk about episode um 19 and 20 which is the siege of the north part one and two um this is the episode that are the episodes that really this is what they've been waiting for they've waited to get to the northern water temple admiral zhao is on his way yeah Ad- admiral zhao is on his way zuko's on his way oh this is the episode where admiral zhao actually um basically i don't know a better word but like zuko com- is the blue spirit yeah and he finds out and then commissions i guess i don't know he hires, hires the hires. pirates to, who already know zuko and they um, place, and, and he takes her, his entire crew. He takes Zuko's entire crew because he's an admiral now. He has that power. So he takes his crew, 
and then the pirates come on board secretly and place blasting jelly and Iroh leaves to go on a walk during this whole thing and then they light the entire boat up so you think he's you would think he's dead you know like they make it seem like he's dead but come to find out he survived and Iroh during this time goes to stay or goes with Admiral Zhao and basically says I'll be your general because Admiral Zhao has already asked him and oh, I can't think of his name right now I'm like totally blinking Zuko. Zuko. <laughs> I was like, it can't be Zuko. <laughs> Zuko um, is like a, sto- a stowaway on this on Admiral Zhao's ship right now. And no one knows about it except Iroh. So they're making their own plot and scheme, which is to their benefit because um, Admiral Zhao thinks that Zuko's dead. So um, they have their own stuff going on while um, the gang has their own stuff going on with waterbending and... Dealing with everything that's going on. And keep in mind, this is also Sokka. He's kind of dealing with the fact that Yue is engaged. Mm-hmm. And also and finding both... out who she's engaged to, which ends up being the most annoying person ever. Yeah. And the way he talks about Yue even sets Sokka off more because Sokka's like, I cherish her and take care of her and you don't even care, you know? And, and he calls Sokka Soka. Soka. He's like, yeah, Soka. And Rina's, <laughs> Isaac and I were just laughing. But Yue and him also do kiss in episode 19 and solidify the fact that they do have feelings for each other, but because of her duties, they can't be together. Um, So that's what's going on. So Sokka has his own thing going on. Zuko has his own thing going on. And then you have Katara and Aang doing their own thing. So Sokka's trying to impress Yue, and they go on Appa, and they're flying, and then they see Soot mixed with snow, which is... It's like ash. Yeah, ash in in the sky, which is... Pretty much saying, like, the Fire Nation's here. Yeah. So they head back, and, um, well, Aang already sees it, and he's like, they're fre- they're freaking out, they don't know what they're gonna do, and Aang's like, well, maybe I can ask, like, Spirit World, I can go to Spirit World and ask the spirits to help us, and... But first of all, he actually, like, takes out 12 ships. Yeah, oh, yeah, in that, in that time, he himself takes out 12 ships, he comes back, he's so tired... And he even says, he's like, I'm just a boy. I can't, I can't do all this by myself, you know? There's like thousands. And Katara's like, you have to. Yeah. And it's like, dang, Katara, you go waterbend. No, I think Yue said that. Oh, was it Yue? Oh, I think it was. But they end up going to, um, in the Northern Water Tribe, there is a, it's actually really beautiful. I would love, if that were in real life, I would love to be there. It's like an oasis, the spirit oasis? Yeah, it's like a, it's like an oasis area and there's, Two koi fish that are circling each other in a pond. And um, that it's the most, it's the central area for all all spirits, I guess, in that part of the world. So Aang goes there, focuses enough, and gets to the spirit world. But the catch is, is while he's in the spirit world, they need to protect his body. Because he can't control his body when he's not there. So Katara's in charge of protecting him, or she takes it upon herself. And while he's in the spirit world, well, while he's in the spirit world, we'll talk about that first. He is asking for help, and he ends up coming across Roku. And Roku's like, you need to go talk to someone named Ko, the face stealer. Well, first of all, he comes up to a monkey, and this is just like, for me, <laughs> it, it makes me think that the spirit world was meant to be so much creepier in The Last Airbender as compared to Korra. Yeah, Korra makes the spirit world seem a lot more... Welcoming, No, I well, guess. I guess it depends on like your thoughts. Friendly. Remember, because when she would get afraid or fearful, it would become dark and scary. True. And I think that's where... Aang's at? Aang's kind of, you know, he's stressed. 
Yeah, but um, basically Roku tells him to go to the oldest, most ancient spirit there is, and that happens to be Ko, the face stealer, which is like this centipede-looking... Oh my gosh, he's so creepy. The creepiest... I Even when I was watching it, I knew it was just a cartoon, but I was like getting these nasty, scratchy feelings. And the thing with Ko feelings. is you cannot show any emotion. If you show even a glimpse of emotion, he can steal your face. And he's already done it to an avatar before. And Aang's a kid, and so Aang is going there before he goes into the cave to find him. He literally says, show no emotion. Like, he keeps saying, show no emotion, because he needs to obviously prep himself. If he shows emotion, his face is going to get stolen. And he comes across another spirit that's face has been stolen. And um, so he goes into this cave, and he talks to Ko. Somehow, no emotion, and Ko is scary. Like, the way he comes up, I jump or be scared, you know? And... Ko pretty much tells him that, what are their names? It's like La and, it's with a T. Ta? Ta and La or something like that. Which essentially are, we find out, are the koi fish. And it's like yin and yang, good and evil. Um, uh, moon and ocean. Yeah, and Aang, it clicks in his head that it's the koi fish that are um, the ocean and the moon. But during this time, Zuko has found a way into the northern Yes. Water tribe. And now him, while this is all going on, him and Katara are fighting just to keep or to get Zuko Aang's body. and Katara. And Katara is holding her own. And even Zuko's like, oh, you found a master. And the fight between them is intense. Like, she yeah. holds her own for a long time. And think about it. Zuko's so much more trained than she is in firebending because he's done it his whole life and had masters his whole life. And she does really, really well. He ends up capturing him but even then there's a blizzard going on so he hides out in a cave i think a lot of that too that battle has to do with like the duality of the two elements because you think of water and fire they're like complete opposites Uh you know yeah well you could tell with the way that people use it the way it's bended the differences in that because i feel like water is more water it's very peaceful and like you go with the flow and fire is more angered powered yeah water is more of like a defensive and then Fire is way more of an offensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. But anyway, Aang ends up leaving Ko, coming back to the real world and realizing like, oh, my body's not where it is. And then he gets transported back into his body with Zuko and uh, the gang just happens to see his spirit fly over (laughs) into the cave. They go down to the cave and grab him. And from that point on, they take him back and he... by that point, Admiral Zhao's well, already captured well, the they, moon they koi knock, fish. They knock out Zuko and then have a cho- another choice to take him with. Aang yeah. is, is, again... He's like, we can't leave him here. We have to bring him with us. That's a reoccurring theme is Aang has the choice to save Zuko or leave him to die, pretty much. And, and again, he saves, he him, saves him every saves time. Him. So he, they bring him, they bring them all back and he's he shows up. Admiral Zhao has already killed the moon koi fish, so it gets red and dark, and they can't yeah, the bend entire, anymore. I just want to say from an art, artistic standpoint, like, they did an amazing job at the color change, like, the monochromatic palette of red showing that the Fire Nation has taken over, and that the moon it really, is pretty much... It puts into place how serious this is. Yeah. They do a good job with that. So, Aang starts to fight Admiral Zhao on it, 
Like, and, and he's explaining, like, this isn't just going to affect you. This is going to affect the entire world. We need the moon. And you don't realize how bad this is. And even Iroh pops up and is like, you can't mess with spirits. Because he, he's been to the spirit realm. He knows. And he's like, if you don't put that back, I will fight you. And Admiral Giles is like, I'm not going to do it. And then Iroh fights. Does he fight? He fights, but it's not, like, it's not I very I don't remember. Intense. There's I, so much that happened. There was so much, yeah. So, anyway, um... Aang decides, like, the fish is dead. He's like, I need to do something. And they're all like, we're, we're done. Like, this is over. We lost. And he's like, no, we haven't. And he goes into the Avatar state. And he walks into the little pond where the, um, the other koi fish is. And he becomes a huge, like, water spirit. And by this point... Um, That's like a koi fish water I think you spirit. Already, I think you already mentioned, but Zhao had killed the moon spirit. Yeah. Or not killed killed pretty much the fish but it's still there um so the color palette once again changes but all of the life is drained out it's a completely mm-hmm. grayscale tone and then you have ang who has just entered the avatar state and he's this massive blue spirit and anywhere he follows is this blue aura around him and it looks really cool yeah and so thanks to ang he attacks well he gets rid of all the fire nation and during this time while he's protecting and saving the city Iroh looks at Yue because she's there and he goes, you have the life of the moon in you. And she's like, yeah, I'm the, keep in mind, for those that don't know Yue's backstory, when she was little, she was very, very sick and was pretty much dying. And her dad came to the spirits and said, like, please heal my daughter. And the moon spirit healed her. And that's why her hair turned white. So... The moon spirit saved her. So this opportunity, she took it upon herself and said, they already saved me. I need to save them. And she puts all of her life into the koi fish, the moon koi fish, and dies. Uh, dies because she gave all of her life into in that Sokka's fish. In Sokka's arms. And once that clicks, once it's the fish is back to normal, that's when Aang releases the spirit. Do you realize that? Yeah. He lets go and just becomes himself. And then balance is placed in the world back again and Sokka obviously is upset but Yue you see in like this spirit form rise up she kisses Sokka one last time and then goes to the moon because she's the moon and then they and then Admiral Zhao is taken down into the water which uh, essentially you find out in um, Korra that he's just been taken taken to the spirit realm yeah it's like this area of fog where all these other it's like ne- it's like a never or an always ever wondering um fog canyon, canyon. we'll get into that when we get to Cora. yeah when we get to Cora, we'll talk more about that but that's in- where he is it's just interesting to see from that moment all the way back in season one of one series and then he's all the way over here in another season of a completely different series mm-hmm. and he doesn't age once you stay there you just stay there forever yeah it's like a never which is like agonizing oh, okay. yeah fog. it's like one of what is it dante's inferno is a level of hell <laughs> pretty much yeah that's like almost exactly what it that's is. that's what i think of so ang saves the day well, UA saves the day too. I'm not gonna lie. There was a moment where I cried, where I was really like, "Wow, I forgot how like 
intense this moment is because you have Sokka and her that have just fallen in love and then you have her who's 14 or she just turned 16 and she gives her life and you come to find out her dad had been told that she would have to give her life one day so he's sad but he understands the situation which I think eases the pain because at least you know she's going to be with them forever and she's in the moon now like if she's part of the moon she's not just gone you know so Imagine looking at the moon every time you're like, hey, girlfriend. <laughs> what an amazing ending. Like, season one is probably my favorite season right now. Yeah. We I'd... should... What... Who... <clears throat> or what was your favorite episode out of season one? Or just one of them. It doesn't have to be your absolute favorite, but one of your favorites. It's hard because uh, Waterbending Master Paku is up there, but I think the storm takes it for me. Yeah. Because the storm is literally what changes the course of the entire show, and you get so much information that you've been wondering for a while, and it's just, they did an amazing job animating that and bringing in storylines with present day. It was just amazing. Yeah. Man, there's so many, there's a lot of good episodes. What would be your favorite episode? I don't know. One of my favorites, I would say, was is the Water Bending Master with Paku and Katara. Yeah. That one I really, I really, really do like. They did a good job of, and you're finally satisfied because they're at the Northern Water Temple. You're like, thank goodness, this is what you guys have been like waiting finally. for. The entire for twenty episodes, or not twenty, but eighteen episodes, they're finally there. My favorite character so far, ooh, I don't know. It's it's getting hard for me. I like all of them right now. Every character, I really don't have any issues with. There's something yeah. special and great about all of them right now. Which, think about where they were at the beginning of the season to where they are yeah, now. Mind-blowing. Okay, Sokka. Sokka. In- intensely, yeah. I and said that I last think, podcast. I think the last slew of episodes, Bato, Yue, and everyone else at the Northern Water Tribe. Like, we didn't really see his fighter skills, like him getting trained. But imagine how much that helped him as a character, oh, as yeah. a person. Yeah, well, in even previous episodes, the way he fights off the Fire Nation, he knows what he's doing, you know? He's definitely putting his skills to test, and it's obvious. Um, sorry if I sound a little congested. My nose is, like, runny and stuffed at the same I time. I forgot to mention, um, the way that the Northern Water Tribe kind of defends their tribe is awesome. Like, they have these benders all across the walls, and there's, like, three different outer walls until you get to the real city, or the tribe, and they have the ability to just, like, chuck ice and water through those, the holes in the wall, or, like, open the wall. It's just awesome to watch it. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Because think about, up until this point, we haven't really seen any water bending happen, any water bending tribe or people... Yeah, there hasn't been very, very many. Um, I was also going to say, so Isaac and I, now that we're watching Avatar again, we're constantly talking about what uh, bending power we would have or what tribe we would be a part of. And Isaac always says water for me, and I always say earth for Isaac. And then we pick out other like friends and family where we try to figure out where what part of, uh, I guess, the Avatar universe they would be a part of. But I want to know what bending power or or i guess um tribe would you like to be a part of or do you think you'd be a part of if you were in the avatar universe yeah um i i always say fire just because i feel like i'm not like aggressive but aggressive in some ways more than like i guess shy i don't know not shy but like i don't know i just think of myself as like a firebender 
But also... See, um, I don't see that side of you at all. That plays into, if you guys don't know um, the Zodiac signs, I know nobody really believes in it, and I don't really believe in it, but it's just a cool thing to be like, oh, like, I'm a Sagittarius, so that means I'm a fire sign, and Rachel's a Leo, so she's also a fire sign, so if you don't know what element you are, you could just, like, maybe base it off of that. Yeah. I don't know. There's tons <clears throat> of different, like, options. Yeah, but let us know what you think you are or what you would want to be because there's so many different options. And I guess you get to see highlights throughout Avatar of each bending style. I don't know. Why am I having trouble saying that? What, is, what would it be? Each uh, element. Element. There we go. Element. That's the word I'm looking for. Man, my mind is in a fog today. <laughs> I'm in the ever-wondering canyon right now. Yeah, well, and we just got done talking about the most intense, um, crazy, yeah. and, like, <sighs> impactful episodes. We're on to season two, Isaac. Season yes, two. we are on to Toph? season two. This is where Toph comes in. Get ready for Toph. Toph will be here. Um, we'll get to watch the characters grow more. I think it's like episode five. We'll We'll get into it. Yeah, you'll hear us talk about it. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, keep connected. Let us know what you think. Of course, as always, if you're listening um, along, let us know your opinions because we love to hear them. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Rachel. I'm Isaac. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rachel. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com. On Instagram under nonessentialmedia. On Twitter at nonessentialm. And on Facebook by searching nonessentialmedia. Join us next week for another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. We, we love, love the Unagi. Unagi.